0: been a wild, wild week. <laughs> it's been a, a wild week. It's been a la- wild two weeks. I uh, I haven't, I've been out of, what do they say? Out of pocket, which if you talk to the younger people, they say out of pocket, that means that you're kind of going crazy. <laughs> but if you talk to people that are older, out of pocket means that you have this marked out some time and you haven't been doing what you normally do. So <laughs> I went to a conference uh, two weeks ago and this past week, my daughter had uh, paid for us to go to a trip to new york so she pitched in her own money for me to take her escort her th- along new york city so we did that and then this sunday i almost had to cancel because my mom just entered herself in the hospital this morning so uh just fyi if you guys could keep her in your thoughts and prayers that would be really great she broke two uh, three ribs three ribs and uh she wouldn't go to the hospital she's like i don't want to go to the hospital i'm like hey ma nobody wants to go to the hospital Nobody wants to go to the hospital. Like Nobody says, hey, this is a nice Sunday afternoon. It's a great day for a hospital trip. Nobody says that. But um, this week, we're going to be talking about the real estate commission. Real estate commission. It's always one of those things that really gets people fired up, especially real estate agents and uh, the people that have to pay those commissions. And it's been one of those uh, things that have been in the news lately. And uh, we're going to be talking about it. But It's because we have a very special guest and we're going to be interviewing him. He's been a long time listener. Somebody in the chat you guys might recognize by name, but finally you can put a a face to that name, which is Clark the Realtor. Come on down.
1: (laughs) How's everything going? How are you doing today?
0: Oh, I'm so good to see you like I'm, I'm this is the first time I actually like seen your face I mean other than like the little avatar <laughs> and then the little avatar and we talk on the phone I'm doing great how are you doing my friend sir I'm
1: doing okay I can't complain it's a it's a great Sunday down here in Georgia where I'm at so I can't complain it's not too hot not too cold just a great uh autumn time I got or fall as people say fall okay
0: is it autumn or fall and everybody in the chat is it autumn or fall I don't know I've always said fall I know, like, it's odd. I know people say it's autumn, but I think that's like the pumpkin. Those are the people that wear the big bloomy hats and say pumpkin spice latte. You know? <laughs> They'll grab their coffee and be like, mm, look, it's pumpkin spice latte. <laughs> <laughs> With their hat, you know, <laughs> it's time for me to get a scarf. It's sweater weather. Let me grab a little wrap and then uh, <laughs> contemplate the weather, you know. <laughs>
1: exactly. Like, every In time. Autumn. Every, every time of this year my sister's always like go grab your peacoat go grab your peacoat
0: oh, well, I, I got a peacoat i do have peacoat i love my peacoat <laughs> <laughs> oh lord maybe right. i'm one of those people maybe i'm a fucking light up spice person <laughs> <laughs> so uh uh clark you talked to me the other day and you were talking mm-hmm. to me about these lawsuits that are coming up from, uh all sorts of different directions when it comes to commissions mm-hmm. i will gladly admit that i didn't do a lot of research on it but that's why you're my guest this week so <laughs> you can talk to me and tell our uh, audience what's going on with these com- uh, commissions and how it's going to affect them in future transactions if they uh if the lawsuits you know pan out so can you give us a little info a little fyi on those
1: yes of course so I got my little paper here too so if i look down every now and then don't don't mind me but, oh um, please,
0: uh, uh-uh, uh. Don't worry about it. Yeah, people on podcasts can't even see you, so you can do whatever you want. <laughs>
1: but, just don't run
0: around naked.
1: Oh no, no, no. <laughs> <laughs> it's a lot going on. So I want to just have some info down. But if if um people don't know what's happening currently right now, in regards to NAR, which is the National, Asso- National Association of Realtors, and also um a few plaintiffs, I would say is a class action lawsuit happening in regards to commission buyer, broker, buyer, broker commission. Um, so we have two lawsuits happening, the sitzer and Burnett versus NAR and then also the molar and, uh, molar versus NAR. Uh, the molar one might hit trial in next year of 2024, but right now currently the Burnett is actually in trial in Kansas city, Missouri. And so the whole lawsuit is settled around, the buyer broker commission. They are saying that when you as a seller or anyone as a seller or myself, when we go to sell our property, we don't want to be uh, the ones to also offer buyer broker commission to the other side. They feel like the commission should only lie with on the seller side as far as with their listing agent. And then the other side should have their own representation that they usually have but that they should pay that side of the representation they don't want to pay both sides so that's so, kind of like the whole lawsuit
0: so yeah so like what, what it normally works out like this is like everybody says you want to buy a home um you don't have to worry about it, it won't cost you anything other than your uh, closing costs but your closing costs don't pay the commission so whenever mm-hmm. you sell a house sell a house Uh, you'll see that it will say like, you know, five or 6% commission or whatever. And that, that number is actually split in half. So Mm -hmm. half goes to the buyer side and half goes to the seller, the selling agent. So the person that actually listed the house and -hmm. these lawsuits are saying that the seller shouldn't have to pay all the money. Um, It did, you know, years ago, it used to be a buyer beware. You know that, right? Mm -hmm. There was no, no, uh, buyer, uh, there was no buyer side. <laughs> you know? It used to be like this um, and that the sellers didn't pay a commission to a buyer's agent. Um, well,
1: I'll, I'll tell people too, in regards to this. So it's kind of funny in, with this lawsuit because one, when I read into the, both of the documents uh, it seemed like they were kind of happy with their transactions with their, the realtor that they utilized. And Mm -hmm. it seems like it's almost like after reading it and kind of going through the lawsuit that uh, has been taking place in Missouri currently, it seems like it's more of a refund case. It's not more of a like wanting to change things for the future. It seems like they're just unhappy with them having to pay said fees. And um, and they kind of compared it also to like Australia and all those particular countries where they don't have a um, they don't utilize the buyer broker side over there. They just um, have the listing side in which they just pay, they just get the compensation based off of that side. So,
0: Well, I will say this though, if th- this ends up happening, let's say they say, okay, sellers are no longer going, are required to pay the commissions for the, the buyer's representation. I think it's going to really harm people that are like buying their very first home exactly. because like they can't afford on top of the down payment, on top of the mortgage, on top of the closing payments to pay another, what, you know, $10,000 or even more uh, for commissions. Mm-hmm. You know, are they going to be able to like, how is this going to work? Will they be able to roll that into their mortgages? I mean, how, how will that work for them? Um, in a way it already does, you know, cause they're, they're financing the house and that's already rolled in there. It's just going to be interesting to see how this happens and how it works out. Because I think the biggest detriment is to people that have never bought a house before and to people that have never like, they just don't know what the experience is, right? They don't know what mm-hmm. kind of, you don't know what you don't know. Exactly. Um, if it does come to fruition, us as real estate agents that are in, uh, on YouTube and, on facebook and all these other places that put out information better start a huge series just to help these people out that are buying a house because what what happens you know like the the way you fill out a a purchase agreement can really mess you up Mm -hmm. so what do you do do you hire attorney like how is this going to work i don't know what do you what, what do you think
1: and just like you said in regards to like the practice right now it helps the first time home buyers it helps the communities like communities like myself, African-Americans, Hispanics, people that are always kind of, uh, I don't want to say low on a low on totem pole, but we don't have the same, might not have the same money wise or advantages wise where we kind of need to, you know, we can't afford to go out and buy a, a buyer's agent now. Like we're like, we already have the. So the- it'd be like
0: almost like predatory practices because they're not doing it that way. You would have to come exactly. out of money out of pocket. So it was like, suffering you know make p- the poor people even suffer more is that exactly. what you're saying
1: exactly Yep.
0: right okay though well, that makes sense
1: yeah it'll be hard because like you said we already have to save up for the down payment uh closing costs and then of course if people don't know you also pay for your home inspections you pay for different things throughout the journey of getting a, a house the transact throughout that transaction so if you turn around you have to save three percent and usually it's based off the home purchase price for commission or two percent or whatever you got, your realtor might, you know, say how much they're they're worth as far as when it comes to the transaction uh and working with them. Then it's like, well, how do I afford to pay that if the house is four hundred thousand dollars and I have to pay a two percent commission off of the house or one percent or three percent? So it, it's gonna be hard.
0: One subscriber said, uh lawsuits will fail though. Nobody has to been nobody's forced to subscribe to services for a real estate agent. Exactly. That makes that now, you're right. I didn't even think of it that way. Nobody, nobody tells you you have to do it. Exactly. But, oh, like, there's, sense, though. <laughs>
1: like, there's a, like, you know, for sale by owners, we come across them all mm-hmm. the time. They're not using a realtor. Um, they also can just, depending on what state you are, you're in, because of course we know real estate is local to your state, your city, uh-huh. your county, um, depending on what state you're in, you don't, you can maybe just go to a local attorney. A real estate attorney and have them, like you said earlier, have them sign a contract and put a contract in place to to execute the transaction. You don't have to use a realtor. Uh, it it benefits you a little bit to as far as trying to get more knowledge around things that you might not know because real, these realtors have been practicing this for years. So at the end of the day, they understand how the transactions works, how due diligence works, how all those different things. But um, no one's uh, subscribing you to to come in, you know, hire a realtor.
0: I will tell you that I've uh, seen plenty of attorneys uh, ruin a transaction because <laughs> they're, they're like how they interpreted a contract. I had one sitting at the closing table. Everything had been agreed on. All the documentation was there. And the attorney is starting to read the contract and says, I don't like the wording of this. And he points at this thing. and the, the seller had, the buyer had refused a property inspection and a wood detor- wood destroying insect addendum they they were they actually forego that they didn't want that and he said well i'm not letting this client close on this until that's done oh wow uh dude you can't that that wasn't up to you we're at the closing table we have to meet the terms you know mm-hmm. and he wouldn't he wouldn't close it he would not close it and he's like look this is i'm his attorney for this transaction, and they're not—we're not closing this until this is done. So there, we're we're running around that day, you know, trying to yeah. get a, a inspection report done and a turbine. So, like, turbine got done instantaneously—the wind mm-hmm. destroying said, But the inspection was like we were literally closing that thing at five forty-five at night because of, of some wow. termite. Like, some some people just feel like they need to feel important. So he was like, he was like, at the end, he was like, you know. <laughs> you're in violation dude you're we've already agreed to terms you know like mm-hmm. you're in violation he was like you're not going to tell me i'm like oh because you have an attorney's license that's it oh because you passed the bar you know <laughs> yeah. so and, i just want to tell okay. everybody thank you so much for the well wishes for my mom thank you so much go ahead
1: oh and i was going to say like even in regards to that experience you're, you had with that attorney um i had an experience with a, a buyer client um, Mm. in which we were going through a transaction and we ended up finding out that the house had, um, the title wasn't clear on the house. So she didn't know how to go through that transaction. Right. We, um, we ended up finding out that the seller actually bought it from a tax auction. The title was clear. Um, they didn't, the County didn't actually serve the person properly. When they served the house, they, they, um, they sent the letter over to the house. However, the daughter signed it and the mom didn't sign it. So executed correctly, it became a whole title issue. So just imagine if, you are a new time buyer or first time buyer, I should say, trying to uh, buy a home and you come across a title situation like this. It's like, what Navigating. do I do? <laughs> you know?
0: Yeah. Navigating that whole thing. And like, imagine it this way too. So imagine you're a first time home buyer and you, and you're, the sellers are represented by a very seasoned agent. Right. And that like, I'm not saying that real estate agents are sneaky, but some of them cannot be, let's just say, um, kind as others, you know? And, and then you walk in, you're like, I want to buy the house. And they're like, you do good thing. And they write this contract that basically only represents the seller. So you're the whole time you're like, like you're having to pay more fees. You're having to pay, you know, for the inspection, uh, the repairs you're like, Oh, you want, you want an FHA? If you're going to close with an FHA, you're going to have to get these repairs done. The seller's not doing it. And they, and you feel like you have no leg to stand on, you know, and you think you're trapped in a contract because no one's explained it to you because you're not being represented fairly. I mean, it could really turn into a big mess. And that's how it used to be. It was kind of like, you want the house, you're you're gonna buy the house, and you know, buyer beware.
1: Yeah, that 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 will that's definitely what could turn into. And I was even saying mm-hmm. with this lawsuit. Could the, if, if this day hypothetically, if it was to, to, mm-hmm. to, um, go through and they won, like you said, would that then create additional lawsuits going forward? Because like you, if the seller is representing them in the, the way the contract is done. They're going to be like, well, this, this, this contract wasn't executed fairly, like you said, and X, Y, and Z. So does that create additional lawsuits outside of, um, this case? So So that was
0: a good question that came up, Eddie. If you put that back up on the screen, I'd I'd love to uh, address that. It says Creative Frugal Fund says she's a broker. um, uh, What do you think? Who's behind this lawsuit? I've heard several say it's a funding. Uh, Big money is funding this. And do you think that the flat fee model will ever take off? The flat fee model has been around forever, though. Mm -hmm. I'm going to say, like, I mean, honestly, we have it here, like, Oh, you can list your home in the MLS for, you know, 1%. And, but you'll have no representation on either side. You know, all, all, uh, negotiations is done by the seller. You know, there's just going to be people that I think there's a model for everything. And I think the way that it works out now is, you know, if you want to sell at your house and not have to pay any kind of real estate commission, sell it yourself. You know, you don't have to pay real estate agents. Nobody's telling you you have to not only that if you do hire a real estate agent, nothing's in stone that says you have to pay 6%, 7%, 8%. None none of those numbers are set in stone. That is, all of them are negotiable. If you don't want to pay, you know, 8% or 7%, you can say, hey, I would like to pay only this amount when I close or, you know, when I, when the transaction goes through, it's all negotiable. And the flat fee thing is negotiable as well. You know, you, you don't, No one's making you uh, pay.
1: Exactly. You can put as low as in the MLS system, you can put as low as a dollar. Like you can put a percentage amount or a dollar amount. You can might, I I think now you can even put zero. I'm not sure. Uh, But I believe I was told you can even put zero now. So you don't have to, yeah, you you don't have to pay the other side. That's a conversation you have with your listing agent, you know. And I always tell people, you got to understand contracts and you got to understand. The whole thing behind real estate. So, initially, when you go to sign a contract, you're not signing with the realtor, you're signing with the brokerage. It's your, you're agreeing to have your house sold through this brokerage, and this realtor is representing you. However, they are under a brokerage. So, yeah, I,
0: I've said that before, you know, at the clo- like people that don't understand the commissions, and they're like, oh, my real estate agent just made $20,000 off of my sale. And I'm like, uh well no hold on let me see something okay that number is now split that in half <laughs> exactly. ten thousand went to the the listing agent ten thousand went to the uh the buyer's agent and then then off of that you're gonna take the commission that went to the broker because that honestly it's not made out to Clark the realtor it's made out <laughs> to the company you work for I don't know who you work for who do you work for EXP uh,
1: which one uh I wish I, I'm not at EXP yet but I work for <laughs> a Better Home and Gardens Real Estate over here in the metro Atlanta area.
0: Right. So you look at the closing documents. That's what it says. That's a brokerage name. It doesn't go to Clark, the realtor yet. And then Clark gets his, his commission, right? Now now that that ten thousand dollars is now let's just say about seven thousand dollars now clark has to pay his taxes he has to pay for all the gas that he just put on his car to drive those people around he has to pay for all of his advertising he has to pay for his licensure he has to pay for his mls fees so by the time everything's said down it's probably about two thousand five hundred dollars <laughs> of okay. than ten thousand dollars you know <laughs> it isn't it isn't as also- much as you think
1: and we also pay for because uh, my, my brokerage is a franchise brokerage. So I pay franchise fees, franchise fees as well. So and you know, the desk
0: slimmer, and fees and internet fees and
1: right? Yeah, it gets slimmer. I always tell people the realtor is the last one to see the check. They don't realize that after we leave the closing table with the check, they're like, oh, they're about to like you said, they're about to go home and spend all this money. It's like, no, it gets I take it with the state with the settlement statement, bring it to my brokerage they then take the check and it gets whisked away into a abyss and I don't see it until it comes in the mail where everything is gone and reduced. (laughs) Yeah,
0: exactly. Yeah, that's 100% true. Um, Somebody said, oh, they have a question for you, Clark. They said, "Uh, how's your day going, Clark?
1: Uh, My day's going well. Thank you, Kelly.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Kelly had a good question. Anybody that has a question in the chat, if you want to talk about Uh, real estate commissions or anything for that matter just make sure you put in the chat just write the word question first so the moderator can put it up on the screen so oh the creative frugal has uh another question says yes flat fee around for a while but traditional agents are charging more and have a lot have not liked this do you think that flat fee may become more prevalent and accepted in the industry what do you think um
1: I don't know I, because it's always been negotiable. I don't know if it would become prevalent. Um, and we already have, I guess you can call them brokerages that give you that allowed the 1%. Was it like Redfin, I think Redfin and all those type of things. So I don't, uh-huh. um, I don't know because we always had it. So I, I don't know if it would become, what would be.
0: Um, what would be the driving force for that? Yeah. Right? Like yeah. what would make people go, you know what, forget it. I'm not doing this anymore. Yeah. I, I don't know. I, I don't, I'm interested to see if, I don't think flat fee will be like a new, the new norm. That's for sure. Um, I just, I don't. But I think people, that model works for a lot of people because just like when you buy a car, right? Everybody used to, you used to have to go to the dealership and and negotiate a deal with somebody you know, behind a desk and they walk back and forth with this piece of paper. And they're like, what do you think about this number? It was, it was like, it's such malarkey. Most, a good portion of people don't like it. But to this day, there's a good portion of people that still do, you know? So there is some people that will go online, say, okay, this is what I'm willing to pay for a car. Are you going to sell it to me for that price? And then sure enough, there's a car available and then they drop it off at your front door. But you know, like, People of my dad's generation are like, oh no, I got to go to the dealership and negotiate with these people. You know, like I got to sit down and talk to them, you know, and I, and I don't want to go through that. I hate that. I hate it more than anything in the whole entire world. So I just think there's always the way that it's set up now, the way that the model of real estate commissions is set up now, there's something for everybody. There's some way to pay commissions in any way and not pay commissions if you want to. I'm, I don't, I'm hoping that this doesn't really get any footing. Um, there's a lot more footing too. I don't know if you've seen these other lawsuits that are not lawsuits, just brokerages that are saying they're going to, they're going to step away from NAR, National Association yeah. Realtors.
1: Yeah, I saw that. Um, and, then our, and then also in the lawsuit so far, uh, REMAX and anywhere they dropped out of it. They dropped out of the lawsuit because the lawsuit was against NAR, Keller Williams, Home Services of America, and, um, Remax, anywhere, and then the one with Mueller—they also have mm-hmm. reology in it. And uh, Remax and Anywhere decided to settle. I believe Remax settled settling for fifty-five million, and um, Anywhere I think eighty-three point five million because they don't want to um, be involved. But yeah, they—I've um, heard that where a lot of people—they're like, well, it was never mandatory for a brokerage to have their agent even join the National Associations of Realtors.
0: Oh, but you join your MLS, you have to, right?
1: Exactly.
0: So yeah, like you have no choice. Like if you, if you want to be a real estate agent uh, in an area, the reason why you have to be a realtor is in order to get access to all the homes that are for sale in your area, that's the only way to do it, right? That, then this is what gives you the breakdown of the agent notes that are behind a listing, for instance, um, any kind of important documents that are not typically found on the internet um like your property disclosures uh any kind of plat maps anything like that those documents are on the MLS that you're a part of because you're a realtor so you have no choice you you really don't when you pay your dues you have to pay you have to pay them in order to be a part of the MLS and uh so yeah i can see why some people well, you know don't want to be a part of that and like they if anybody like i know you as the public like what's the big deal you know like why why do you really like care well they take a good chunk of our money every year and they say that they do all this great stuff for you and i don't know i've been in this business now this is my 17th year yeah i think 17th year and i can honestly say that I don't, I I don't know what it looks like without not being a part of them, but I don't feel like there've been a great representation of my needs as a real estate agent. And uh, I never thought it was really great for them to um, sell our data to all these big firms. And, they, and that's what happened. They sold our listings, our information for our listings for realtor.com, for uh, Zillow.com. And they just gave it away. They gave it away. We had, we didn't have a choice in that. And, um, if they went ahead and made a national, uh, MLS, if, if we, if we were real estate agents and had a national MLS so we could access all that information, then yeah, I would be like, yeah, I'll pay my dues without even thinking twice about it, but I don't think it's going to affect these huge brokerages terribly if they just went ahead and dropped out of NAR, National Association of Realtors. And that's
1: what, um, and I know in the Mueller case, when I was reading through the complaint, the, uh, the documents, that was one thing that the um, the lawyer had stated in regards to saying that um, <clears throat> there's no need for a buyer's agent nowadays because everything is online accessible to the general public where they can go to Zillow, they can go to realtor.com and they can click on the house that they wanna buy. And so the buyer's agent is really not doing, they don't have a job. Like what's the point of their job? Because you can just go and get a house and I can just go and see that house. Why do I need a buyer's agent it's no point. You're not, basically they feel like we're not doing any work on the buyer side. They're like, okay, the general public can just find it on Zillow nowadays.
0: Well, it isn't just finding a house. It's the, <laughs> that like, they're missing the whole chunk of what the, really the job is, <laughs> you know, like that's the whole point is like, you can get yourself in such hot water, like serious, serious quicksand without filling out that form correctly. If you can't mm-hmm. fill out a contract correctly, or the other agent is super savvy, they can make that contract look really, really bad for you as a buyer. Really bad, really bad. Like you're forced to buy it no matter what. And if you have a good uh, buyer's uh, representation, you're, as me as a buyer's agent, I'm looking for all the loopholes and all the ways that you can step out of that contract if you don't wanna buy this house in the end. You know, I'm I'm making sure that many, 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 many days beyond the time that you actually signed the offer, that you could still go. You know what? I don't want this house anymore.
1: <laughs> exactly. I was talking to a uh, uh, actual person that I met online that was mm-hmm. in the Maryland area because I'm in the Georgia area, and she had a realtor. And we, I always tell people every realtor is built differently, right? We're, mm-hmm. As people, we have good people and bad people. You know? Oh well, hell
0: yeah. <laughs> um,
1: but I was basically telling her like um, she was selling her house and she had a buyer, but the buyer had a contingency situation going. Like, they needed to be able to sell in order to buy Uh, or wait, no, yeah. Sell in order to buy her house. They need to sell their house to buy her house and then vice versa. So they put that in the contract. However, um, I told her, I said, well, have you ever heard of a kickout clause? Cause I know she was wondering in regards to like, um, she was like, is my house going to sell? Cause we have this deal X, Y, and Z. I said, well, if you put a kickout clause in place, you could be able to entertain an offer. However, you would have to let that buyer know, that they have a certain amount of hours per se, or if they can't take that contingency away, then uh-huh. you would kick them out the deal. So and and she didn't know that. So her realtor didn't explain stuff like that to her. So it's like it's always great to have a um a, a good realtor, or real estate agent that can explain those things. So if if they take that buyer side away, you're not gonna have nobody to explain stuff like that. Nobody's gonna tell you different things that can be put in place in the contract and all those things. So
0: right, and you get stuck. You get stuck. That <laughs> You get stuck and you're like, I got stuck buying this house. And then you're going to have a lot of regret. Uh, lawnmower had asked a question earlier. It sat on the screen. I didn't get a chance to, to answer it, but he asked that real estate agents have to pay desk fees. Um, yeah. So a lot of offices in order to sit down at the office and answer phones or anything like that, you have to pay a desk fee. You also have to pay an administration fee. So all the when you come in with your, your file of paperwork that has to be filed at the office that you have to hand that to somebody. So you have to pay an administration fee. And that's usually like point, whatever percent of the contract deal. So (laughs) it's not a flat rate on that either. Um, everything by the time, like I was just so shocked when I, when I, my first deal went through, I was like, this is so, all I thought, like I could pay all <laughs> my bills with this. Like, no wonder why you have to pay, like at least sell three houses a month in order to make it in this world. <laughs> <You know?
1: laughs> yeah, people.
0: Okay. Go, no, go I don't ahead.
1: Say, people don't realize that paying a desk fee, like our desk fee. I'm always transparent with it. We, I currently pay a hundred dollars a month for my desk mm-hmm. fee in my office. So whether I help somebody buy or sell something, it's a hundred dollars being taken out of my my pocket every month. And um, and people don't realize that. It, the fees continue and then every year my my association out here they make me pay five hundred dollars a year so whether I'm helping somebody buy or sell uh one month I could be paying six hundred dollars on my pocket.
0: Well yeah and then um the other thing too is like uh we used to have to pay a paper fee so anytime that like somebody would say oh can you print me off the, that listing you, we had to pay 25 cents per piece of paper that was printed oh. on and if, and if it was a color, like if you do color, you know, like put it in color paper, uh, that was 20, that was 50 cents, 50 cents. Oh, wow. So, like sometimes, you know, when you had somebody that was coming in from out of town and you had to put all these packets together or listing of, of packets together, I mean, some of my my paper fees, they racked up three $400 a month because of paper. So stupid. And I'm like, I'm just going to do this at home. <laughs> Peter has a question that says, for a year and a half, the Fed has said that they're taking uh, rates higher for longer. The entire time real estate experts and institutions have said the rates will go down. Future lawsuits? Question mark. Um, well, we're all doing this, you know, like all these real estate agents that are predicting this. It's well, I know for myself that whenever I quote, I'm quoting people. I'm not saying for me, pr- I'm not saying real estate prices are going down. If I'll say, according to real estate experts on at Redfin, according to the CEO of Zillow, they're saying that, and all you're doing is quoting a source. It's not, you're not the source, you're the source of the source. So, I mean, you really can't get sued. And I, I'm going to tell you, there's a good portion of people that are on YouTube right now that have been saying the housing market is going to crash for the last three years has creamed it in views like people want the, the housing market to crash so badly but he doesn't have a license so he can say whatever the heck he wants literally can say whatever he wants he can say tomorrow rates are going to be at 10% everybody's going in foreclosure and uh housing prices are going to go down another you know 60% he can say that and never get uh, get in any trouble for it so um yeah it most of the time, when real estate agents are saying that interest rates are going to go down by the end of the year, it's because they're quoting, they're quoting somebody. They're not. I mean, but we're all doing this. I mean, exactly. anybody can say anything? Uh, you know, especially when it comes to the market, whether it's the stock market. Yeah. <laughs> <You know? laughs> anybody could say anything, um, and not only that. Like, I, I I love each and every one of you, but I would hope to the gods that you would not take everything I say as gospel, that you would take more than one person's mouth saying a bunch of words as the only thing that you listen to when it comes to the real estate market. I strongly advise you to listen to me and then listen to five other people and then do your own like, uh, article research. Um, I like, a lot of people didn't believe me that I'd said that the home prices are going to remain flat for a year. And sure enough, they did, but they didn't want to believe me. They're like, it's all going to crash. But just know this when it comes to housing markets, even when we had the worst housing market in history, it was all reflective of your specific area that you live in. Because even when home prices in some areas were dropping, you know, 10, 15, 20% in the last uh, housing market crash, sure enough, you know, in my, the area that I live in right now, they never went down. It never went down. It remained flat for a couple of years, but we never saw a 20, 30, you know, percent drop. But if I, if you went over to the Orlando market, <laughs> some of those houses went down 30, almost 40% in some areas. So just, you know, keep that in mind. National headlines are one thing, but you have to put it in perspective for your specific area.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: So, We're it. Sorry.
1: <laughs> that's, that's what I always tell people. Do your own due diligence and talk to us and always interview your agent, like every agent. You don't have to go with one agent because they say, hey, I'm a, I'm an agent that you, a real estate agent that you need to go with. You interview your agents, interview your loan officers, interview everybody, you know.
0: Have you heard about this? What's going on with your thoughts with C, uh, with going on with C.C. Penna and DJ Envy oh, yeah. up in New Jersey? What's that about?
1: Yeah, I heard about that. So that is um <clears throat> DJ Envy is a radio radio
0: host. Oh, I did see this. Go ahead.
1: And he teamed up with um a guy named Cesar Pina in regards to quote unquote his Instagram handle was Flippin' NJ, I believe. And he yeah. was it was basically similar, it kind of rolled into a Ponzi scheme where he was taking people's monies and saying that he was investing in properties with their money and then and right. own some of the properties. So um yeah, so it, now it's going to it's taking, uh, rolling into a lawsuit and and now they're trying to basically, I guess, try to get the money back and put them back in jail.
0: Right. So what they, what he was like, they would say, oh, here's this house and your $250,000 is going to be used to flip this house. They take that same exact house, send it to another investor and say, we need $250,000 to flip this house. And they're like, okay, that's going to be the house that we sell. Then he'd go take that same house. Like he did it to like five people. and It was the same exact house. And it still was never fixed up or flipped or anything. So, and he um, he
1: could give, him, and he said supposedly he can give them anybody over a, a 30% return in their investment.
0: Correct.
1: So I tell people, don't we can we don't know what we're going to get in return, you know, especially in the real estate field. It's similar to like the stock market per se. That's how I relate to it sometimes. Like, you don't know what's going to happen. So, to get promised that you're going to get a 30% return, um, that, that would have been a red flag to me. I would be like, uh, I don't think so. <laughs>
0: Yeah. No. Well, yeah. But I mean, like you saw, I, I can see how people got wrapped up in it though. I mean, I don't blame the public in this because if you like what we saw in the last three years in the real estate market and you, uh, happen it was like 2021 and you hear this guy saying, oh yeah, you invest this. I can get at least 30%. That almost seems realistic. It's not fake because you're watching all the home prices go up crazy during that time. So I can see why people got wrapped up in it and then their money just sat there. Cause what he was doing was when people were like, Hey, where's my return? He's like, Oh, so he robbed Peter to pay Paul and he kept doing that for a while. And now it's all come to a head. Um, and this one guy got caught up in it. That DJ got, he put him up on his podcast and more people were like, Oh, we trusted you. But if you don't, if y'all don't notice, I don't, like i do not advertise brands i'm going to start this year but i i'm doing like serious full investigations you're not gonna i will never talk about the uh imaginary coin or pictures (laughs) pictures digital pictures that you could invest in that (laughs) didn't even make sense to me those all those nft boys that were like Oh yeah, and the NFTs bubble. Blah, blah, blah. I'm like, this doesn't make sense to me. Oh, you just, you just don't understand. You're like, Ugh. you're, so, you're not as smart as me because you don't understand. I'm like, okay, all of them are worth nothing, nothing, <laughs> nothing. All of that was just hogwash, hogwash. Uh, but I would not uh, anything I'm gonna ever, ever advertise is either something I legitimately use or I've investigated thoroughly to know that they're a legitimate company that my, that my audience could use their product and it's not hogwash because i i hate being bamboozled that's why Mm -hmm. i channel i nothing makes me angrier than people getting snowballed by crappy practices (laughs) you know
1: no i totally agree
0: yeah Rapid home uh rapid home oh my gosh i cannot read two weeks off i can't read anymore home rapid repair says if you if a listing shows 0% for the buyer's agent will it not get any many showings or attention from the local real estate agents but even then that it's still negotiable so like if it still says buyer's agents will receive no commission you could you could technically show the house and you could tell the buyers like, look, they're not willing to pay me a commission. Are you willing to at least pay X amount of dollars for us to buy this house and get it closed? That's one way as a real estate agent, you could do it. That, or you could go in and say to the listing agent, Hey, is it possible? I know it says 0%, but these people can't really afford to pay on commissions on top of the sales price. Can we roll that in, to the uh cost of the house so instead of it being uh you know you know uh 250,000 can we roll that into 252,500 so that way it will cover the costs of my commissions you know and then th- they'll break it down in the closing uh documents there's a thousand ways you could do it where people could still get paid you know
1: and i'm like technically um people already do it for sale by owners like when right. you if you if you're giving them a call, they'll tell you, I'm not giving commission.
0: Eddie so. So. says, I need to take my glasses off when I talk. Apparently it's the, the flash is too much. Maybe I should just close out this window. Uh, oh, that might look like I'm in the dark. Is that better Eddie? No, it's terrible. <laughs> <That's even working. laughs> I can't see. My whole thing is that this year I just heard, I like, I'm, I have over 50 eyes. And in the past year I went from, oh, I can barely see, or oh, I think my eyes are tired at night. Oh, I think I have lotion in my eyes. I can't see when I'm looking at my my computer screen to I'm freaking blind and any glasses. So I, I went from like the lowest lowest uh, reader glasses you could get and now I'm at 1.75. My eyes are deteriorating so bad when it's seeing close up. Oh, You'll no. see. Are you over 40 yet? <laughs>
1: Oh no, I'm almost there. I'm almost there. I'm a, I'm what, two years away now from forty. So I got my, I got the gray hair already coming in. So
0: <laughs> those are wisdom highlights. <laughs> those are wisdom lights. No, um, yeah, that's. I'm sorry. I'm sorry about my glasses. i will go I'll work on them. B says nope. Christina, he, sh- he only listens. They only listen to me. <laughs> they only listen to me. They're not listening to anybody else. <laughs> <clears throat>
1: that's so funny
0: what is this fungible? What is that? <laughs> Makes me think of fun, fungi, aka fungi, fungi. I don't know that I didn't know what, maybe there's a conversation going on in the chat that I don't know about. <laughs> if you guys have a um, question. Just make sure you put the word question first and then the moderator can put it up on the screen. But V man has a question. He says a uh, question. Would an agent do more if he's getting a 3% uh, than if he was making 2%? They should make, should make it 3% flat. They have the, uh, they have the experience worth it to me, making sure that your paperwork is in order. Well, you know, like I will tell you it's customary. It's not customary. There is no customary price, but I know that like when I lived in Florida, it was 3%, 3% through the 3% one on the listing side and 3% one on the selling side. I moved here to Louisiana and it's, typical 5%, two and a half on the seller side, 2% and 2.5% on the buyer side. Um, I went to some areas around Atlanta. It is 7%, 4% goes to the listing agent and (laughs) 3% goes to the, to the, uh, buyer's agent. Um, but that's the point. Everything's negotiable. You may have a customary, uh, commission in your area, but, um, Everything's negotiable. I I I know that some agents say, well, if you don't offer X amount, no one's going to show your house. And I know in my specific area, that ain't happening. You know, like people are like, they just want to sell houses. They they like volume, so they'll sell it, whether it's a one percent, two percent, three percent, four percent. They don't care. They're like they want the volume of houses. Uh, they're not looking at the commission so much. I never even see how much the commission is until the. Probably like three days before the closing happens. <laughs> Unless I'm on the listing side, then I know. But on the buyer side, I don't even look at it, and I'm like, "Oh wow, I got a three percent this time." I oh, wow, was really excited, like because <laughs> it's so rare. It's so <laughs> rare, you know.
1: And like in uh, in Atlanta, so I like every morning I wake up and I look at my MLS just to see like what's selling, um, what's sitting, what's expired, with, what's, uh, with, what, um, whatever withdrawn or those things like that. Um, but I always then go into, like, the stuff that sold, and I always just scroll down and see, like, what was the commission? Also, what were the terms as far as, like, conventional FHA cash or whatever? So, um, but I've been noticing lately, honestly, that there's more people down here now doing, like, 2.5. I've seen some 2% in our MLS. I've seen even one that say like 1.9%. That was the first. I never saw somebody put put a point. In. Yeah, it was interesting. So I'm like, I've seen, and I've seen one- They
0: must have been cutting it close to having to pay some uh, fees to, uh, I bet you, I bet you that was a divorce situation and they had a certain amount that they had to give to each other.
1: <laughs> so that's why I tell people. I'm like, there is no set commission price. Everything is no. So- um, you know, some people just say, this is my, this is my fee. I tell people it's like comparing to if you see a gas station in the pizza place, right? Mm-hmm. The gas station down the street might, their gas might be 309 while well, down here, 309. And then down the street, you go a little further, might be 299. You know, mm-hmm. you can, <laughs> it's similar to like real estate, everything. You can go somewhere else or use a different service. If you feel like it doesn't meet what you want, if you don't want that agent that's charging 3% on the buyer's side or um or the or six percent in total when it comes to the whole transaction then go to another agent that's willing to do five percent or four percent or three percent or if you like that agent just negotiate like just say hey um this is really high for us we want to take home some more cash uh hopefully and um are you willing to go lower because we we like your services and we like you we want to work with you and then at that point the agent can say yay or nay it's just you know (laughs) you have a decision So with them trying to also use in the case, like the whole, um, Sherman act, like Sherman antitrust act and all that stuff, saying that it's not, um, that whole fixed pricing and all that stuff. It's like, nothing's being fixed. Everyone has a choice. When you sign that contract, you make that choice.
0: Right. Whenever they say that, like, oh, it's, you know, like real estate agents shouldn't make, you know, 6%. I'm like, who's making, you don't have to pay 6%. Nobody told you you have to pay 6%. Like, don't get me wrong. I mean, (laughs) I, I be like, you don't have to pay it. You really don't. There's a million different ways you can sell your house. You can sell it yourself. I've even seen people sell their house on Facebook Marketplace. (laughs) You go on right now on Facebook Marketplace and sell your house. Um, You know, like if you're going to do something like that, just make sure you have a a good title attorney that's going to close it um, and that you understand the whole process of selling your house. Some people are ex-real estate agents, though, so they know what they're doing. I notice that a lot, you know. (laughs) Um, so the candy has a question is buying land for sale by owner realistic without a realtor for the, for the buyer. Um, I would, if the buyer is going to buy it for sale by owner, I would strongly suggest for them to get out a really good book about buying land because there's so many things. I will even tell you this. There's a lot of real estate agents. If they know nothing about buying land, go ahead and find yourself another real estate agent. There's so many things that can happen with a piece of dirt that causes more problems. I would rather sell a house than a piece of dirt because I trust me. I know that's, I talk about it all the time. All the pitfalls, there's a book, hold on. There's a new copy of this book. 10 things you didn't know about the land by Cheryl Sane. <laughs> Get this book. And uh, before you ever uh, sign on a contract, if you're going to do it yourself, um, you, this is the craziest thing is that she wrote this book for real estate agents, people heard- that are supposed to know how to sell and buy land. She wrote <laughs> this for them. And then it ended up being for, you know, a lot of people that were. but like, like do, does it have sewage? I, I have a million videos. Honestly, go ahead and take my playlist on buying land. And I the, the, one of the top two are the best videos I have on it because it pretty much breaks down everything you need to know about buying land very simply. So watch those videos, you're in um, in better shape if you're gonna do it for sale by owner. Make sure you have a good title attorney too and look up the title of those. Um, And the last thing I tell you is, if somebody says to you, don't buy title insurance as a scam, don't listen to them and get rid of your friend. Title insurance is probably one of the, it's one of the cheapest things you can do in your real estate transaction and you'd really save your rear end, especially with land.
1: Want to add anything to that, Clark? <laughs> no, it's true. I, t- I tell people, because um, like I said, every state is different in the real estate transactions. Like in the state of Georgia, we close with closing attorneys. So like you said, just know um, if you're going to do it yourself, just be very privy to understanding how the real estate works in your state. Um, of course, your your city and your county is so like in down here in our county, like, we're split into different counties, which most states all have their different counties. But it's always something different in regards to everything. Um I know recently down here when I was working with a a buyer, we went to a place and they said that they were on a, a search, a public search. And after we had a um, home inspector come out, they found out that it was on a septic. So, oh. Yeah, because the the um the piping wasn't going towards the street; it was going towards the backyard. So they're like,
0: Oh, there's this a This is not. In the
1: <laughs> they was like, unless they wired it where they took the pipe all the way to the backyard and then like put it around the house and they came back to the street. It, it doesn't make sense that this is on public storage if it's going towards the backyard.
0: Uh-huh. So. <laughs> My husband and I bought a property and it was, uh, it was like, a, it was, they were supposed to be getting public water and public uh, sewage. And then I had an old septic tank that was there. And so like, they were like, well, you can't close on this unless you get a new, uh, a whole new system. And I'm like, in less than three months, I'm going to have to be part of the the whole thing from the state. I have to be public water, public sewer. And so we we kind of went back and forth. So they kind of like scooted the paperwork but you know, like <laughs> just we we hear no evil, see no evil, just close this house. And I'm like, OK, as long as they didn't turn off the electricity. So like we this lady with the cellar was so flaky. And we're like running to the, to the, we went ahead and put it in our name before the thing even closed. <laughs> Cause I was so afraid she would not pay the bill, you know, and then yeah. it would cut off. Cause if they cut off the bill, then we would have had to put a brand new sewage system in that house. That would have been required for us to uh, connect to the state uh, water and sewer. Oh, uh, such a nightmare. Anyway. Yep. <laughs> <So, laughs> Uh, Smart Think says, uh, to be honest, as you guys said that they uh, don't need a realtor, uh, I expect to see a decline in realtor dues due to low demand and competition with Zillow, Redfin's, with keep, which keeps growing. I will say this: um, during the last uh, crash, which was in 2007, there was a big decline of how many real estate agents renewed their license. I mean, I guarantee by the end of this year, you're going to see a big portion of real estate agents that are going to be getting out. But honestly, that's a good thing for the public altogether. Cause most of those people, we should have never been in the business to begin with. They, uh, they saw that it was easy money, you know, during that time, all they had to do is pick up their phone and sell a house. Um, they're very inexperienced. Uh, a lot of the experienced agents were picking up all the slack while these people were collecting checks. So the fact that they're getting out is actually a good thing for all of you that are thinking about buying a house in the future. Real estate is not easy. They, um, it's really not. And I, I genuinely believe that if they raise the education requirements for people getting their real estate license, we would have better quality people getting their license. Um, there's just, it's just too easy. It's actually easier to get your real estate license than it is to cut hair. (laughs) I'm not joking. I I used to, I used to cut hair and I'm like, Oh, all I have to do is this course for six weeks at night, you know, but when I get my, to get a hair license, it took me over a year, you know, you know, it's, it's so simple. And, um, I think they should i think they should require like a, a maybe like a two-year degree maybe even mm-hmm. you know I'm saying something yeah.
1: no i i agree i'm like i come across a lot of um realtors that you realize some of them are just in it like you said for the money mm-hmm. um and then also doing transactions i don't think people realize sometimes because i always get people that come to like every time i call a realtor they don't pick up the phone and i'm like i always tell people like i'll pick the phone up if you call me you know and i'm always i'm always helpful if anybody has any questions if i know it I'll, I'll let you know if not i'll tell them i'll tell you like i don't know but i'll get somebody that does know it because i don't know everything you know um but as i experience different things i learn different things as well but um there are i have like my um one of my stepdads he's been a mortgage lender for over 40 some plus years so i might ask some questions and different things so but uh, real estate is definitely not as easy as they make it seem on like selling sunset and on Instagram where they take you know the pictures and they tell you this they sold these million dollar houses uh, it's not that easy it's a it's a lot of back uh, stuff that goes on in the background
0: and do you think that it's like frustrating as you as a buyer or seller that your real estate agent won't answer the phone nothing's more frustrating than when you have the buyer that has a contract that has a time limit on it that you you know like you're trying to get a hold of this agent like We emailed it to you. We've uh, faxed it to you. You know, like let you know, like we're courier pigeon. Can you let us know that you even received the offer in the first place? Like, there's bad er in every business. It doesn't matter. Real Mm -hmm. estate agent, uh, attorneys, doctors, every business has people that suck. Mm -hmm. (laughs) That just do. do.
1: I had a situation um, when I was working with an agent on the other side, and, and I had that same experience where. I was we were about to be out of our due diligence and there were some things that we wanted to be addressed in the property to address concerns the amendment and uh, addendum uh, no amendment sorry and then we were um I was trying to get a hold of the agent and, I was, and so I had to let my buyer know I was like are you how do you want to proceed with this do you want to terminate before due diligence because once we got our due diligence um this is a way in which you might not be able to get your earnest money back. We know that if you go further down the line with like the financing and all that stuff, you can possibly get it back. But like, in the sense of everything, are you okay? You know? And they were like, you yeah, were okay. And, but the agent just never got back to me in regards to the, the concerns that we had. So you get some agents that will literally, and I don't know, I don't know if that's a strategy too. Cause you know, it might be a strategy, but I don't well,
0: they try know. to wait, wait you out. They're really like, yeah. Oh, I'll talk to my seller. Cause do you have like, a 10 day inspection period, you know, like, let's just say you have a 10 day inspection period. And so you ask them a list of questions in an email, right. And they'll, they're like, Oh, uh, they'll email you back. Oh, let me talk to the seller and let me know. And I'll let you know. And then they wait you out uh, after those 10 days and they'll, and then you're stuck with the contract, but uh, I, you have to put it in an addendum. Like, these are the questions we need addressed You know, you have X amount of time before you answer this. If you don't answer this, then we get our full deposit back. You know, these are all the sneaky things that seasoned agents know what to do in order to keep the buyer in the contract. But if it's a good representation of a buyer's agent, they know the other way to counteract those sneaky tactics. Mm -hmm. So that's why it's so important. (laughs) Make it full circle with our conversation there. uh create a says um i heard a scenario nar the NARS suit similar to hiring a landscaper to do the work they charge a fee homeowner doesn't get to dictate how the money is spent on labor to get the job done same with um the commissions you know like the the vac no i get it i do i understand that um I'll, i'll it'll be interesting to see what happens with this i don't understand why they would do this kind of thing um as far as the, the lawsuit is concerned, I agree with that one commenter that said, I don't think it's going to go anywhere because people have a choice. It's not like you're forced to to do it. All right. Poo, <laughs> this is an interesting screen name. Who's blustery day? <laughs> I'm assuming that's the dog because that's the screen. Do you see the screen? Uh, <laughs> the dog. I,
1: love,
0: I love little Mickey Mouse ears. Look. I love a dog. So the a question, what would happen if you created a competitor to the MLS? Do you know what the competitor of the MLS is? Zillow.
1: I was okay. <laughs> Zillow.
0: Zillow is a competitor of the MLS. I think that if NAR created a national MLS for real estate agents, it'd feel worth it, because what they what they are doing is like this. This is gonna. I want I want you as a public to hear this. And feel like if you were a real estate agent, if you feel like your fees were being used with good money, they bought a bus, right? They bought a bus to travel across the United States to uh, advertise and let the public know for educational purposes what the meaning of the word realtor was. They did a (laughs) bus tour, wrapped up, wrapped, a completely wrapped bus to educate the public on the meaning of the word realtor. Cause, a, the, Cause there's a difference between a realtor and a real estate agent. I know as a public, it's super important to you, right? <laughs> I mean, doesn't that seem like so much? I nearly dropped my jaw. when, the, Like another thing they spent really good money on and it caused a huge uproar is They redesigned the Realtor logo. The logo itself was redesigned. They spent millions of dollars on this redesign. And it was like, what? That's what our dues are paying for? This redesign? Our dues are being paid for a party bus to go across the United States to teach people about the word Realtor? Like that to me is so infuriating when there's so many other things that we need as real estate agents, to help the public, uh, we need help with uh, helping people buy their first home and understanding that process. We need help with um, all sorts of educational tools for the public. But you want to spend millions of dollars on a logo and a party bus? So annoying! So annoying! It's just very frustrating. And then some of the the like they're like we're lobbying for this to make sure this doesn't happen. I'm like. I don't believe you. I don't, I don't believe you. Yeah. <laughs> <Just> don't. <laughs> You're lobbying that, that isn't in the public's best interest. You know, it might be the best interest for the, the real estate agents, but is it really the best interest for the public? And aren't we here for the public? Exactly. Um, I, don't I don't know, but we have a choice. You have, yeah. you have to pay the dues. We have. Exactly. It's like you, you have to be a part of the club that you don't want to be a part of, but you yeah. have to be a part of that club in order to be able to sell houses exactly we're forced to be a part of it it's ridiculous anyway v-man says uh would a agent do more if he gets a three percent Uh we already did that question eddie eddie where are you (laughs) (laughs) eddie's a eddie must be answering some text messages there might be some messages that came through um um again, broker here now offering uh TC services outside of Utah quickly, learning how to different contracts are steep learning curve, afraid of those uh, going alone with no experience. So yeah, this is true. So even in my own state, they change the purchase agreement p- contract all the time. Every year they add or take away some verbiage. It used to be when I first started with uh, in real estate, it was front and back. It was literally a front and back piece of paper. And every county, every county in the state, which is also a parish, I know it's a parish, but for everybody else that doesn't know that, it's a county, (laughs) right? Everybody had their own contract, which was crazy. So then they came up with a state contract. It was only a front and back piece of paper. They changed it. Then it was was two pages. Then it was four pages. Now it's like nine pages. Nine pages. And it's all a bunch of legal mumbo-jumbo stuff. A lot of it about electronic signatures uh, you know all the, the way that things change now but um, it'll be interesting to see though if uh, AI right so if AI mm-hmm. so I oh this would be a really interesting thing to do as the public should do maybe is copy and paste that purchase agreement contract into something like chat GPT. And then say, fill out this form for the best representation on the buyer side for this purchase offer, and see what the AI comes up with. Because it it can read all the legalese, what yeah. those words mean. Like we have to go to a class and say, because it says "nor" instead of or, "or," that means yeah. So they'll they'll tell us that. So you're like, oh, thank God, I knew that. But if you put in AI, AI would be able to interpret that really like this. Hmm.
1: That would be, that would be interesting. <laughs> a little
0: chat GPT there. <laughs> I, love, I love chat GPT. Uh, Hotel California says, uh, Christina, can you talk about the future of manufactured homes as a rental investments in 2023 and beyond? So um, it will depend on your area when it comes to manufactured homes. I always believe that investing in manufactured homes that are attached to land is always a good idea because first of all they're very inexpensive to repair. Do you have any of these in your area, Clark? Manufactured homes, mobile homes? Uh
1: we do but not in like the metro Atlanta area, not really. When oh no, I know.
0: But outside yeah. there, right? Yeah, yeah,
1: outside.
0: <laughs> yeah, I know that not in the city are they going to have a manufactured. <laughs> home. I think they're great. Um and and I also think that if you are a big enough investor, small investor that you're willing to take on a big manufactured home park, that could be a really good business for you as a person. Um, not only that, you're gonna take it away from the corporate investors that jack up the rents extremely high. Cause you have a spread that you wanna make, but they are trying to squeeze every penny that they can out of somebody that's living in those parks. So you could really kind of help a group of people that can, you know, couldn't buy the park on their own. Um, I still think that they're a great investment. We we rent them out all the time. I actually just told somebody, I'm like, "Oh, you you could get $1,200 rent on a manufactured home here." She said, "Oh no, you can't." I said, "Yes, you can." Speaking of Facebook Marketplace, I screenshot it to her and said, "Look, <laughs> this one is for rent for $1,200 a month." She was like, "No way!" I'm like, "I'm telling you, it's like that's <laughs> what rent is." But you know, the purchase price of that manufactured home, uh, I looked it up. The original purchase price on a piece of land now this was i mean they bought it back in 2017 it was $68,000 $68,000 wow. now that piece of property of course doesn't it's a lot more than that now mm-hmm. but they're still getting $1,200 on that manufactured home that's that's good that's yeah, good, good. Yeah.
1: <laughs> cuz i'm pretty sure they, that manufactured home has paid off already so
0: oh yeah and then that yeah then then that's mailbox money you know that's exactly. your retirement fund right there you know <laughs> uh v-man has a question as agents uh the homes that you're selling is there a primary home or is there an extra home they had as a rental so they're cashing out while the market is great to sell and maybe reinvest later as agents the homes you're selling it's agents the homes you're selling is there a primary home and are there an extra home there most people that are really like most people that are investors they have their primary house and then they have their investment properties one guy i i would was an investor with never owned any of his houses all of them are in his company's name mm-hmm. all of them he would live in each one of them for like three months
1: i heard somebody i heard somebody do that before where they they mm-hmm. would jump, just jump from house to house to house and they were just living and and or they would sell for uh, in a certain amount of years to go to another uh, another property so yeah
0: yeah, so I think it just depends on the investor. Some of mm-hmm. them, some of them are—you don't want to hold on to that money too much because then you have to have capital gains and all that other stuff. Exactly. So you you want you don't want to hold on to that money for too too, too long.
1: <laughs> I've been seeing more people. Um, I've had a lady that came to me recently. She has her her actual property, her home occupied property, but also she is has an investment property, and she actually came to me in regards of the taxes. She's like, I want to sell both of them to put into a to buy a new house, but how do I avoid ta- the taxes? You know, and so um, I'm like, well, I don't. There's no way really around taxes. Um, yeah, you know, so
0: okay. no matter what, you're gonna pay. There's one way or form. You're not getting around that. Not getting around it. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, there's there's certain ways to handle capital gains tax, and it depends mm-hmm. on the investor and what you're investing in, and you know you just got to work with your real estate agent who mm-hmm. understands that and understands it correctly in order to get yeah. that done
1: but yeah, we were yeah. talking about like um 1031 exchange but it has to be a similar type of um you know property exchange but and then i also just connected her to a uh, tax cpa you know i was like i'm not my jurisdiction is not taxes and all that stuff i can give you an overview of what i know but i can connect you to someone who does they do taxes for a living they're uh, you know they're a tax cpa so um or a, or a local attorney that can guide you in that way. So, you know, mm-hmm. just give them what you know. But also I always tell people, this is not my forte. So mm-hmm. I'm going to tell you this information, but I really want you to do your due diligence and go talk to these people because this is what they do for a living, you
0: know? Well, that's why I always tell people when, whenever they ask lending questions, I'm like, oh, let me get a lender. <laughs> <laughs> I can tell you everything about the house, the transaction of the house, but when it comes to money, that ain't my thing when it comes to lending. <laughs> exactly. Uh, Bizman space life 18 says, how will digital money affect the real estate as a whole? If CBDC takes into effect, turning into a cashless era. Well, currently, um, I mean, honestly, to tell you the truth, I bet you there's less than 00001 percent of homes that are sold using Bitcoin and that kind of thing. Right. Uh, but if you really think about it, all transactions when it comes to real estate have always been some kind of cashless deal. Nobody walks in with a suitcase of cash. You know, it goes from one piece of paper to another piece of paper, or it goes from one wiring service to another wiring service. It's been like that since I've been in real estate. You know, we've always wired money. For the closing, you know, nobody touches a, a dollar. You don't walk into a closing with a suitcase of money. You can't do that. Exactly. Do that. So, um, it'd be interesting. I don't know. I I I don't know. I I can't answer that question. I don't yeah,
1: know. That'll be interesting because I don't know that many deals. I haven't I haven't come across a deal yet where someone came to me with cryptocurrency. So I don't I don't know <laughs> how many people are buying with that. But um, I know that we did have a. A young man up here i think he ended up getting um taken by the, the feds i, I believe in <laughs> athens georgia i know this is like but I, i'm talking exactly <laughs> i'm related to the oh, cryptocurrency he shocking. actually was um he reached out to them because someone stole some some bitcoin or something from his house it was in athens georgia they stole bitcoin from his house and he reached out to them
0: they stole his bitcoin wallet yeah, his wa-
1: Exactly. And they, um, he was like, it was like $400,000 in the wallet. And so when they started doing investigation, they were like, well, how does this man have so much money? X, Y, and Z. So it kind of, it, it ended he up. Told again, him himself? Yeah. 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 He told on himself. He got arrested.
0: Criminals <laughs> are something else, man. They're like, we stole all this fake money, but I want my wallet of my fake money that was stolen from me. But then he tells it himself. Ah, <laughs> oh, I love a smart criminal. <laughs> af <laughs> virginia says can you revisit your modular home price comparison with stick belt just worked with a modular home builder and came out 15 more than stick belt uh, home for the same design and size wow that's going to depend on your specific area i'm going to be honest with you um some modular home companies are going to fall exactly in line with the uh with the traditional stick belt houses Um, I've seen it also where it was a little bit more, but it was because the modular home was built to better standards. It had better quality products that were going into that specific plan. So it's always just good to price them out. Years and years ago, it used to be a little less than a traditional built home because all the pieces were built in the factory and they could put it together and it didn't cost as much in labor. Now that labor and material costs have gone up so incredibly high, those numbers match pretty much are in line matching traditional home building. The only reason you would want to do it, like honestly, is that modular homes are a much better, better product. In my opinion, they're a better tight sealed house They're, I mean, they're like those houses aren't going anywhere. And this is just my opinion. Don't, don't get me sued. It's, this is my opinion. Um, not only that is it once you've designed your house and you've put down your pad and everything's prepared for it, the day that your house it starts being put together. It's put together in just a few days. Like, you know, you have your whole house done in, in like a month instead of waiting, you know, six to eight months for your house to be completed. Cause all the little rooms start coming together and they put them together and then, and then you're just waiting for, um, occupancy, occupancy certificate. I swear I could talk. I wasn't, I haven't been drinking. <laughs> Peter says, uh, "Your thoughts on mortgage interest rates being over eight percent? Well, they that sucks. It's terrible. And the rule of thought, right? So, Peter, (laughs) you would think the rule of thought: eight percent. That means home prices should be tanking, right? Wouldn't you have thought that, Clark? Like every time they've ever said, if interest rates go up, that means home prices come down. Whenever uh, home, you know, like it always flip flops. Whatever." Uh, Interest rates go down, home prices go up. That's what it should be doing, right? Technically. Mm -hmm. Yeah. The biggest problem we have,
1: what is it? The low inventory. I I keep telling people that all the time, especially down in the metro Atlanta area, everything is just going up. And you might see a little price cuts here and there, but of course we're going to see uh, uh, around this season too. This is the slowest season. If People are trying to sell and they need to get out. They're going to cut just to try to make their bottom line. But um but because of that low inventory right now and the builders, they're not building but so much now. and um, yeah, unfortunately, it sucks, the interest rates are going up, but the prices aren't going down right now. and, and they're actually they, they're continuing to climb down here in Atlanta. And I'm like, I'm just baffled because I'm like, how, how is the average person from Atlanta, Georgia gonna be able to afford a house with eight, with like an eight percent interest rate or, and the purchase price of over like $500,000? Like that mortgage is crazy so.
0: I don't know. Well, if it continues to go up, we'll have another stagnant market because Mm -hmm. there isn't enough supply of houses because no way a builder is going to take on that expense with sitting in with inventory. They're not going to go, oh, you know what? I think I'll go ahead and build right now. You know, they're not going to do that. If the interest rates continue to go up, builders are going to build less. That's going to still cause a tightening of supply. Sellers aren't going to sell because they already have a really low interest rate. The people that are going to sell are the ones that have to sell because they're moving somewhere and the people that are going to buy are the ones that have to buy. So, I mean, if it continues like this, we'll have another stagnant market, you know, not, not huge. The only ones that are going to see the biggest declines in price are the ones that have lots of new construction in the area. Mm -hmm. And then I don't know, I I, I don't make the rules.
1: (laughs) Exactly. I'm like, all I can do is just tell you what's happening in the market. I can't tell you what they're going to do. You know, I just tell people I can show you different things, what's happening, give you information, but you have to, you know, I, or figure out what's going you know.
0: I maintain this and I will continue to say this over and over again. The, the Fed only has so many levers they can pull in order to get inflation and spending under control. Bank of America came out with uh, a statement saying that 43% of people can't even pay their bills. 43% of people have maxed out and now they're living on total credit and it's freaking them out. They're not really happy about this whole thing. If the job market is true and doing what it's supposed to be doing, then the problem lies in a lot of these companies are not paying people enough to stay with the cost of living. There's people that are already working two, three jobs just to make ends meet. so the only lever that the fed has left is trying to destroy the housing market i mean destroy the the jobs market if if jobs start tanking if jobs start disappearing overnight people start getting laid off then we'll have more people that can't pay their mortgage more people that can't pay their mortgage they end up on online you know they'll end up selling so that would be the th- time that you would see home prices start to sink because there isn't going to be a supply of houses if interest rates continue to go up. Builders aren't going to build. Their confidence level is going to be, again, They whenever their confidence feels icky, they're not building, you know? Yeah. And so the only the only lever we have left to relieve housing prices is people to lose their jobs, which nobody really wants to happen in order for it mm-hmm. to get more affordable homes. They're, I mean... I have tons of suggestions. Just watch a million of my videos, but nobody listens to me. So,
1: <laughs> and just like they're doing, like coming, to particularly like Georgia right now is like a hub. I think we were named like number one. I think, um, as far as where people are coming to right now, whether because Florida's insurance prices and all that stuff, mm-hmm. and California and New York and all those places, the northern places are, are high. So they're all flocking to Georgia, and we have, and we're having. Uh, we have like Google here, Amazon here, we getting like, this is becoming, I guess, the quote unquote Hollywood of the South. So we're getting studios here. So what it's doing though, is it's pushing up the home prices because it's so much migration coming to Georgia that is literally pushing everything up. I, I even tell some of my, the people up north, they'll come down here. They're like, I'm going to buy a house. And, they're, and then they're surprised at like the cost. And I'm like, well, the only difference right now is just the square footage. <laughs> I'm like, you're literally just paying for the square footage right now because the cost is just getting crazy.
0: Yeah. Well, our, my, the house my parents bought in the late 80s in Atlanta is now worth uh $857,000. <laughs> my dad's like, <laughs> That was not worth eight hundred and fifty seven <laughs> thousand dollars. It is so crazy. yeah. so uh, AF Virginia says stick build uh, stick home builders are changing are charging close to double for the same price home compared to a home in two thousand and seventeen. We built our three thousand six hundred square foot home for three hundred and thirty thousand dollars in two thousand and seventeen. The exact model cost five hundred and thirty thousand in twenty twenty three. Well, yeah, well, like that's happened here too. So the market dictates how much something increases and we've had explosive growth growth in home prices over the last two years. I mean, honestly, I'm surprised it's not 630,000, you know, if I'm gonna be honest with you, because 2017 to now, I mean, if I bought this house in 2017, which I think we did, I mean, we earned in my little hobunk in town. If I was to sell it, I would be selling it for one hundred and ten thousand dollars more than I bought it for, which is yeah. stupid, which is <laughs> stupid. <laughs> I, I I come out of this neighborhood. I see cows and goats <laughs> you know, like I don't think my ha- I love my house. Don't get me wrong. I think it's amazing, but I don't think it's one hundred and ten thousand dollars worth more than it was in 2017. That's for darn sure. <laughs> that is for darn sure. So, Clark, if people were to get a hold of you, I, I know you've given us some wealth of information. You've been a fantastic guest. I appreciate you. How can people get a hold of you?
1: Uh, so if you want to go to my YouTube, it is Clark the Realtor. My real name is Devon Clark. However, when I went to try to put my name in YouTube as Devon Clark, I couldn't get it. Somebody else had it already. So it's Clark the Realtor on YouTube. Uh, if you want to follow me on Instagram, it's Devon. Dot, wait, Devon Clark Realtor. Um, currently on my channel, I'm just doing a home tours. I started kind of sprinkling some, um, videos of me talking in in there as well, but, um, people love to look at homes down here in Georgia. So, (laughs) so I just, (laughs) but yeah, you reach me that way. And then my emails are on all those platforms. So if you just want to reach out and ask a question, you can just go to those platforms and my email is just below in
0: that about section. So You're amazing. I appreciate you. Mm -hmm. Uh, if you want to get a hold of me or are looking for a real estate agent in your area, I'm actually connected with thousands across the country. You can just go to my website called ChristinaSmallhorn.com. That's Christina with a K. Christina with a K. <laughs> there I am. You just go ahead and click on any of those pink buttons, fill out the form. Please make sure you put your your phone number in there, and I will give you a phone call, I'll give you a little ringy dingy, and talk to you about your real estate needs and connect yeah. you with one of my real estate friends. If I don't have a real estate agent for you, I will let you know. And I happened to have a phone call this week. The lady was asking for a real estate agent in a remote area of Alaska. I, I did not have anybody for her. I mean, I <laughs> I have real estate agents all over except for this remote area of Alaska. <laughs> I've had some of some in like some remote areas of Texas too. If I, I can't find you one, I'll let you know, but I'll still give you a call. Still talk to you about it. Still talk to you about it. If you want to listen to this as a podcast, you can always go to anywhere you find podcasts. Just look for Christine, Christina Smallhorn or just put type in real estate for everyone with Christina Smallhorn. And there I am. Look at me looking so cute. My little overalls. <laughs> so. Clark, again, I want to thank you so much for being a part of this. If any if there's something specific you would like to talk about in the real estate market, make sure you put it in the comment section below after this video is published. And maybe we'll even bring you up on the screen. So thank you, Clark. I appreciate you. Can you hear me? Clark, can you hear me? Oh, he can't hear me. Sometimes he can't hear me. Clark can't hear me and we can't hear him. Oh no, your your audio went out. I'm sure Clark wants to let everybody know that he had a really good time today, and I'm sure Clark is really excited that he was a part of this. (laughs) Even though for some reason he can't hear us, or he can't, he can't can't hear us. But we love you, everybody. Thank you, Clark. (laughs) Bye.